You're listening to Charge, a CCS podcast. Hello, this is Chad Dirksy, and you're listening to the Charge podcast. This is CCS's effort to help our constituents uh, see behind the curtains of the things that happen at CCS. Uh, this this week, we're going to do something a little bit different. I actually have my first group of students with me, and it's always been our intent to have students be part of this process. But uh, this is the first week that we're going to talk about a group of students who who we've been uh, talking with some, and I'd love for them to introduce themselves. So I'm going to go around, and I'll start right in front of me uh, and go around to my left. Um, yeah, I'm Isaiah Harris. I'm a senior at CCS, of course, and yeah, it's, uh, I'm happy to be here, man. I'm Malachi Harris. I'm an eighth grader, and I'm here, yeah. <laughs> Well, we're glad you're here, Malachi. Um, and I'm Miles Harris. I mean, Canes. Uh, and I am co-owner with these two of the Barch Podcast, co-hosts, whatever you want to say. That's great. Since you brought it up already, Miles, why don't why don't you and Malachi and Isaiah tell us a little bit about the Barch Podcast? What what did when did that start? What did it start for? What were you hoping for when you when you started uh, that that wonderful experience? Well. It originally just started, I think it was, was it before a football game? I think yeah. it was. Yeah. Uh, I think it was before we played Baylor, and we were just sitting around, you know, as we do, um, in Isaiah's little basement area, and we were like, dang, we, I want to, I don't know how, like, exactly we got to the point where we said we want to make a podcast, but... Uh, well, do you I remember? Mean, I mean, it was pretty. It was a pretty simple process. There was, we just. We, it was very simple. Yeah. <laughs> we were on Instagram, and then we saw. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Charge podcast. Oh yeah, it happened because we saw the CCS podcast, and we said, and then we were like, okay, we're making our own podcast, and literally, I think we recorded it and put it up in the like in the next, thirty minutes. Yeah, in the next like thirty minutes, which was pretty fun because like, I mean. I don't know. I just like the creative process of just making like our first logo was kind of a joke. Like it just looked horrible on purpose. Like it was like a yellow background, the same as the charge with like three little tiny words that said like Bart CCS podcast or something. And so, and then we obviously made a new one, which is a little bit better and more like professional looking, but um, yeah, that was how it started. I mean, we just were like, and the first episode's only like 10 minutes, but it, I mean, every time I listen to it, I laugh. Like, I just think it's the funniest <laughs> thing. <laughs> Hopefully everyone else does, but. Okay. So Isaiah and, and Miles are seniors. Malachi, you're in eighth grade. How in the world did you get involved? With you, you just happened to be sitting in the yeah, basement just, space at the same time. Yeah. I was just sitting there and I heard them talking about it. And then they were just like, yeah, you can be a part of it too. I was like, okay. Well, you, in the original podcast, I remember you say, you're the representation for the yeah, middle school. That's what we. That's what we added. Which is, which is what we need in our party. We need elementary school next, but you know. Well, one of the things I appreciate about these three guys, two of the things actually, I appreciate about them among many. So I don't want to be reductionistic. It's not. It's not only this, but one is their ability to to be humorous spontaneously. Uh, I think that's a gift that not all of us share. I, I know. I wish I had more of that. The, the other is a bit of their impulsiveness. Um, and, of course, um, humor and spontaneity and impulsiveness can sometimes get us into trouble. Um, but it is also one of the things that I appreciate. So I, too, laugh. 
Um, there's some really funny things in those podcasts, but you've also done one that was a bit more serious. The most recent one, um, still funny, still some good humorous parts, but kind of tell me how it morphed into that first 10 minute podcast into, I think the latest one that y'all did with Miss Hartman. Tell me how that kind of morphed in, in process and purpose morphed into that. Um, well, I think when we started out, we didn't, I mean, I think we can, I can speak for all of us, but like, we didn't really think that many people would listen. And then once start, people started listening, we were like, oh, we actually have like a voice to talk about things that actually like people care about. And we're, and like, we have like, like firsthand experience just being able to like be with other people in our grade and like school because we're students, of course. Mm-hmm. So like once we realized there's like a problem, it's like, oh, we have this voice to address it and figure out and be able to help other people that have the problem. And so it turned into that because we were just like, yeah, everyone's confused about what the capstone project even is. And so, yeah, we kind of went from there. So how has the response to that one been? Do you feel like that was helpful? Do you feel like people have responded well in, in terms of gaining understanding? So your kind of original intent maybe to be humorous and spontaneous and, and then to take on a more complicated topic where people are confused. So you had to get real information out and it was really important. How do you feel like people have responded to that? Um, I think people have responded really well to it. Um, I mean, I know I've heard a lot of feedback that just said that that podcast in particular was really helpful, like just for them getting a better understanding, whether that's from students or parents that send in questions. Cause it was either side. Um, and even for myself, I feel like it was helpful just like mm-hmm. to get to hear all that and just have that conversation with Miss Hartman. Um, personally, it was helpful for me. Yeah, what some of you may know and some of you may not, because it's a little bit behind the scenes, is Miss Ellis, uh, Nikki Ellis, who's been on this podcast twice before. Um, she actually sent a link uh, of the podcast, the Barch podcast of the Capstone, out to all of the upper school faculty and encouraged faculty to listen to it. Um, which was ironic because we, we did this. It wasn't planned, but we had planned to talk about the graduate profile at CCS and our aim and how the capstone talked about that. And that was one of our prior podcast episodes. She didn't send that one, the one that the adults made to all the faculty. She sent the ones that the students generated. And that goes a lot to uh, the voice that we hope at CCS our students have. Part of that is they're made in God's image, not less than those of us who are adults. So there's value in what they contribute. So as you think about your voice, right, Isaiah, you brought up the voice you have. Like, what do you, as you think about episodes in the future or maybe voice in general, what do, what do you think that voice is and how do, and, and what audience is that and how can that be helpful? Um, I think just like kind of an example that I used a little bit earlier when we were talking like the middleman type deal. Like obviously there can be and there should be those like interactions where it's just like there's no middleman. But like in this sense of this podcast, I feel like it's helpful to have that where you can have a problem and then they can like we can be that voice that that voices that concern to whether it be faculty or whatever it be. And then we get to hear that or everyone gets to hear that response back towards just the problem and voicing like, what is our solution? Like, how are we working to fix this? So that's a helpful structure, right? You all, you're asking the questions yourself because I think I've heard you both say or y'all say you, you learned something from particularly that episode mm-hmm. on the 
on so, the capstone. But so, okay, he has no part. He's not. Even, he's in eighth grade. He has no idea what the capstone project is. I mean, yeah, I've heard <laughs> of it from the podcast. Yeah, but now when he's a senior, he won't be surprised because yep, he's been in true. the middle of this for a while now. So look at the advantage. Look at the benefit that you've created for Malachi. <laughs> you invited him yes, into sir. this process and see what he's learned from it. But I think I think it. It's a valuable piece that you're asking the question, and in in that kind of informal dialogue, that's actually a helpful way to inform people. That's one good mode of communication is kind of the asked and answered question that you all asked. But what other kind of things would you hope for? I appreciate Miles' answer. I'd love to hear from the rest of you. Even Malachi, even though he's in the eighth grade, what would you hope could be the benefit of this podcast for others? Um, Just, like, inform them, because some of the – uh, parents aren't really informed as much as we'd like them to be of like what the students are like are experiencing. So mm. just to inform them. That's, that's bars. <laughs> yeah, I also I agree with that. Like the parents get like, I mean, I don't really don't know the process of how they're it like get information, but I feel like from just like our we like sent up that Q and A for the um, capstone episode. Mm-hmm. And like a bunch of parents responded, like a, like a ton of parents responded. It's like, it's like I feel like they're confused as much as we are. So it's like, yeah, yeah. And I think part of the process, and this goes to, I think that the reason why it's important um, for me to say, and that Miss Ellis actually did this to say, here, listen to this podcast, yeah, that's run by these students because your perspective is important, right? So your your feedback is really important, but the right questions that you ask are always also really important. We we talk about essential under or essential questions and enduring understandings. When we ask the right questions, that's the first step in really truth seeking and understanding what's going on is to ask the right questions. So it's one of the things I appreciate about that podcast is the thoughtfulness of the questions. Uh, that you put into it. Um, and I, I, I'm really excited to, to see that on a go-forward basis. So maybe if you could give a sneak peek, if you wouldn't mind. I don't, I don't mean to steal Barch's thunder here or anything, but c- what kind of things are you thinking? What's coming up in the future? Um, well, we have um, our guest this Friday is Andrew Michael Metter. Um, I'm not sure how widely known he is in the CCS community. I know me and my friends definitely know who he is like, but he was a teacher at CCS for a couple years, three, four years, maybe. Um, and he had, I mean, he's one of the most interesting people that I know. I mean, he worked at NASA before he worked at CCS. So, you know, I feel like it'll be fun. We'll get to talk to him and, um, hopefully just have like a very interesting conversation that's both entertaining and probably educational for people um, as well. And also it's just something like that we want to do. Like we like Mr. Matter, you know, and we just think it would be a fun conversation to have. Also it's partly in promotion for his new album, which comes out, I think, what day is it? Monday? It it comes out Tuesday. So that's so in addition to being a scientist, he's a musician. Oh, yeah. He's everything. He wears, right? many, he wears many hats. He does. Yeah. Hats. He's a real, real renaissance man. I yeah. Think. Isn't that true? That's, so, yeah. well, as you as you tell stories and, and you do things that are interesting, we've, we've talked about your humor. What have you learned along the way? Not not just in podcasting, but in general, right? So, so what are the messages, particularly, I would say, 
Isaiah and Miles that you want to pass along to to our eighth graders and younger about kind of that how do you how do you use humor appropriately? Why is it valuable? Um, what have you seen as you've grown to the point where you're not that long from now and you'll be graduating? Right? How do you take that gift? What have you learned from that? Maybe what are the steps you've taken along the way that you wish you wouldn't have taken? And what have you learned? And and how can you encourage Malachi and others in the future to to be funny and to do that in really good ways? Um, well, first of all, it's just like I just feel so weird being in a conference room with Mr. Dirksy without it, us being in trouble. <laughs> yeah, it just feels so eerie. But uh, um. Yeah, I think a lot of the times, especially freshman, sophomore year, me and Miles and our group of friends, like, we we used our humor to, like, get attention, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, like, we really didn't have any boundaries on what we would what we would be willing to, like, say to get a laugh. Or, like, and I feel like even freshman now, I've noticed, like, it's just, like, it's really not as... Um, like it's not worth it to to just be in trouble all the time because you're just acting however you want. Because, yeah. like, like it, in freshman year, I, my GPA was horrible, <laughs> and part of it is just because of my like wanting to be funny and wanting to be like stand out. And it's like it just was not worth it. And so I would definitely recommend not putting uh, like being funny and getting attention over like great. I mean, it's definitely important to be having fun in school. If you're not having fun, you're just going to not want to be in school. But at the same time, you need to like balance it. Yeah. Um, we actually talked about having a podcast where we kind of just like said exactly what we're saying right now and just like took some time. Like what advice would we give to like our freshman year, you know, selves, but one of the things that I said when we were talking about that it was like a couple of weeks ago was me personally, like, yes, I can look back on that and say, wow, like that's, I can't believe I did that. Like I, I'll, I'll see someone do something and I'll think that was me sophomore year. Like, and I can be like, that's so stupid. But at the same time I can be like, that was me. Like I, I get it. And, um, I just feel like, I, 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 I don't know if this is the right, um, way to, to look at it, but for me personally, I would say like, I don't regret it because I feel like I learned it and I was going to have to learn it at some point. And I feel like even though I learned it through getting in trouble and being in Mr. Dirksy's office as many times as I was, I feel like that needed to happen. And like, it's just been helpful to me. And, and I think that I have learned, you know, most of those, obviously I'm still learning, but like, I just think that it was a good environment for me to be learning those things in, even if it did cost me, you know, of course, some grades and just other things like that. So, I mean, I would hope Malachi and other younger kids would learn from our mistakes. Yeah. And I know it's like, it, they, they did create a lot of good memories, but at what cost? You know? <laughs> yeah. Because like, like, yeah, I just feel like if you can learn from what we did wrong, you'll have a much better time than learning yourself in the future. Well, I think it's really, it's always really helpful to be able to look back and see the example of people and to learn um, how to celebrate the really, really good things, right? And how to learn Mm -hmm. 
um, from where they stepped out of appropriate boundaries. And, and there's a cost to those things, right? There's a natural consequence to our actions. But I don't, I don't remember y'all being in my office as much as you describe it. it, it, it maybe, maybe that's just because I'm old and I forget those things. But I can definitely remember a couple of times that each of you were there, except for Malachi. He's sitting right across from me. <laughs> Uh, and I'm, I'm, I, I can't think of a time that he was actually in my office, and maybe he will be someday, but this is the privilege. I'm going to go back to something Mr. Monahan said a, a while back in the podcast about the incredible opportunity we have as teachers uh, to experience this massive potential amongst our students. And that is really the way we hope, right, as redemptive agents who see the value of God's image in each of these three guys who also deal with the reality of brokenness, and that's how sometimes we get in trouble, but also see the redemptive aspects of who they can become step by step, day by day. Doesn't mean we're going to be perfect, because I'm not perfect still today, but it's part of the beauty of the opportunity we have, whether it's at CCS or, or really any other faith-based school environment, is to walk alongside of people and to see that growth and that kind of redemptive value that you guys are talking about, because it's true. The lessons you've learned uh, can be a cautionary tale to others, uh, but they also can be an encouragement. So one of the things I'd love to talk about in Malachi, I'd love to hear you chime in on this too. Um, the, the need for having fun, the need for humor, and the value of the times in your podcast or the other parts of life. It's it's homecoming week, so I wish you could all see what, what Miles wore into this uh, <laughs> recording today. Um, but I, I, th I think there is a definite need for moments of lightheartedness, of poking fun. So what have you all, what do you think about humor? What role does that play? What have you learned about the value of it or maybe the boundaries that you have to think about? Malachi, how important do you think humor is in today's world? So like life can be like insanely boring if you don't have humor, like, cause that's like, like one of the main things of entertainment. So if you don't have humor, then life can just feel, like, repetitive or, like, mm. just boring. So I feel like if you don't have humor, then you just don't have fun in general. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically true. Yeah. Uh, do you want me to yeah, expound? Go ahead. Or? go ahead, yeah. Um, I guess just, like, I mean, me and Malachi and Isaiah have always just, like, we just cracked jokes at everything, like, you know, it's just in our nature. I, I don't know if I'm pretty sure most people know this, but we're all related. That's why I said my last name is Harris. Cause you know, we're like, it just, we're all the same person basically, <laughs> but yeah. we just in yeah, me and Isaiah are the same age, but Malachi is just a younger generation of us. He's a prodigy. <laughs> yeah. Um, hopefully not a product, but, um, yeah. Um, and then, um, so I would just say, yeah, I think I think Malachi is pretty much spot on there. Um, it's just it's necessary, but also it can make hard things easier, like kind of like lighten the mood, you know, in a case where I think I know the podcast with Miss Hartman was pretty serious, but we did have a couple moments in there where we kind of, you know, lighten things up a little bit. And I think that's helpful, um, especially when you're talking about, you know, even harder things than just the capstone project or something like that. But that's what I think. Mm -hmm. I think y'all nailed it. That's great. I, I think what, what humor does is it allows us to, to get balance and perspective. 
right? We, we have a lot of serious things that we need to do in life. At least right now, Miles and Isaiah have to be thinking about what's next, right? There's college applications. There's, there's some anxiety that comes with, well, what am I going to do next? What, what, a, what school am I going to get into? What's that going to look like? Um, it may be other choices that we're making in our life and other circumstances. We have other work we have to do that's serious. That, that humor has the ability to give us perspective to see that there's more to life than those hard and difficult moments. Uh, they have us take a step back sometimes and, and be able to laugh at ourselves. Um, and, and that's an important piece is, is our ability to grow in self-awareness. Part of that is us being able to take ourselves less seriously uh, and be able to laugh at some of the things that we need to do that we grow up over. It's kind of like laughing about not being in my office for being in trouble. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but I think, how do you, and, and I, I'm not very good at this. So I hear, I'm asking this question generally to, to learn from you. How do you figure out where kind of humor and lighthearted moments, how do you balance where they can drift into stuff that's not profitable or not beneficial or irreverent? How do you think about the boundaries that you have to have for yourselves? I mean, when you have a podcast, you have a growing audience, right? If that's mm-hmm. 10 people or 100 or 1,000 that are listening to it. 10,000. 10,000. Yeah. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> um, that's a significant voice. So how do, you, how do you put guardrails around yourself to make sure that lightheartedness that's meant to bring joy isn't something that causes people to be... Uh, hurt or or frustrated how do you think about that um i guess there's lots of ways that you can figure out how to like make boundaries for yourself in terms of humor um i'm trying to think of like ways that i've i i guess you'd never want to hurt somebody right you never want to say something that's going to upset someone um i think me and my friends definitely try to make sure that if we're going to say something about someone, you know, we're going to be able to say it to their face and, and, and we will say it to their face. So it's like, if, and, and I know we've had moments in our friend group where we'll be, we'll be like, hold up, that person's not here. Like, would we say that to their face? And if we say no, then like, all right, well, let's not say that. But like, if we say there's sometimes we'll be like, yeah, well, I would say that to their face, <laughs> you know? So it's like, I think just like not hurting people and not, and making sure that like everybody feels you're not like excluding anyone in the, in the, in your humor or like really just like causing any damage that's and, and whether that be like physical damage too, like, I think I'm sure we have damaged some CCS property in the past. And, um, and that was a example of humor that was physically, you know, hurting the campus. So I think, you know, I, I don't know if I should say exactly what we did, but we, we threw food in the fan. The giant ceiling fans. <laughs> uh, we won't go any further. Than that. Um, that, that's a story in and of itself. Yeah. I, th- I think that's a it's a really important thing to do about thinking about how to be lighthearted, how to poke fun in a way that's not hurtful. I think that's could we all agree that's a really hard line to walk. Yeah, and, it and is. It, yeah. it takes some level of courage to be able to step into those things, um, recognizing that that people's interpretations are going to be complicated. That's um, also a good point. Like, I think, I don't remember the exact like quote what it is, but it's like, just because you think it's okay, it does not mean like it's okay in everyone else's eyes. So like, you need to think about how other people are going to react to things that you say and do rather than just like, 
oh, I don't see how this is wrong. Like this seems per- like completely fine to me. And even if what you're doing is fine, but it could be interpreted in a bad way, you need to take a step back and like think about like maybe you shouldn't do that. Being above reproach. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just trial and error. <laughs> I mm-hmm. feel like we, me and Miles particularly, um, we have had to learn the very hard way <laughs> what is what is funny to other people. And like, yeah, like Miles was saying, if it's fu- it, just because it's funny to us does not mean it's funny to other people. Yeah. And yeah, so. It, it's kind of the, the, again, using a biblical reference, the reality is, is that that we are individuals, right? God has made us as individuals who are different. That means the two of you as relatives are probably going to have a lot of similarities and you're going to find a lot of things funny, but there are times you got to kind of lean into another group that might not think it's funny and be willing to set that down as something that maybe we shouldn't be doing or we shouldn't be saying because it, it isn't going to be helpful to this other group. And at the same time, acknowledging um, that it is part of the way you reflect God's image to be able to, in, to to be joyful and to laugh and to engage in funny and humorous things. So we want to support those things. And, and I, I want to encourage you to keep thinking like you're thinking. It means you're taking risks that are going to be complicated. As you're, and maybe this is putting you on the spot there, Malachi, but as you're sitting there listening to all of this, particularly what Isaiah um, and, and Miles are saying, what, what are you thinking about what they're saying as someone who, who has not walked in all their shoes yet, but has been able to see them walk in front of you? What do you think about learning from their mistakes and, and what that does for you going forward? I feel like they, they didn't have the advantage I did because I'm, I kind of know what's coming and like what to expect. So it's like I have a head start and I don't think I'm going to make as many mistakes as them maybe. <laughs> But I'm still probably going to make mistakes. and You will. That's all. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Well, and I, I appreciate that, that discipleship. The journey of discipleship that we're on is not we've got it right, so now everybody listen to us, right? Adults shouldn't be like that either because we don't have it right. So what we see playing out in front of us, hopefully, is generations of people who recognize the brokenness, but also the beauty of how God's made them and the steps they've made that they wish they could correct, but they can't. All they can do is put one foot in front of the other and learn from those experiences and be humble enough to say, yeah, we we take some of those things back if we could, but but we don't regret what we've learned from those things. Right, Miles, I think what you're saying is I wouldn't be the person... I am today yes. if I didn't have to go through those experiences. Yeah. And I think something that I take a lot of comfort in is just like the idea that everything that happens in your life is, is planned and you know, it's, it's from God. And so I feel like just knowing that is just so comforting to be like, this sucks and I should never have done that. But I know that it's like part of God's plan and that it's working to, towards like the ultimate good, you know? All things work together for those who love him. For good for to those who love him. Bars. <laughs> yes, sir. I'm not exactly, I mean, I, I get the verse. I'm not exactly, what did you just say after he said that verse? Bars. Bars. Bars? Yes. What does that mean? Like, it just means like, amen. Basically, I'd say just, it just means amen. <laughs> okay, gotcha, gotcha. See, there, there's something that you, something else that you taught me today. 
All right. Well, we, we typically want to do these sessions for about 30 minutes um, because we think that's a great uh, amount of time for people to listen. We're getting near the end of that. Okay. Um, but let me, let me give you this opportunity. Maybe I put myself in a tough spot here. Are there any questions you have for me? Anything you want to ask me while we're here, knowing I probably have to answer, and there won't be 10,000 people listening, but there'll be some. There won't? You guys haven't got to that point yet? We have not hit the 10,000 mark yet. Oh. Maybe you'll get there one day. Maybe. But Maybe. If you're lucky. Um, well, maybe if I had thought about this a little beforehand, but I don't know. That was the general idea. I didn't want to prepare for this. I, I yeah. wanted to see what, no, 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 what, not, what questions you might come up with spontaneously. When well, I like in terms of what are the what are the guidelines of the question? Like, what kind of questions? Well, I, I, we set the boundaries for thinking about what was appropriate, what was profitable, oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. was beneficial. Right. We I like how you say profitable. That. I would say that's my only comment. I love that profit word. You do. Have you ever noticed our new chance? That we just chant profit sometimes oh, you do. at the football games. And what's the rationale? Well, that? it's just like profit. Like you're just making it just like good. I don't know. I like it. I like it a lot. Bars. <laughs> All right. No questions. <sighs> what was your favorite thing that you kind of thought was funny, even though it was bad that me and Isaiah did? All throughout your experience at CCS. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Like, you couldn't say that you thought it was funny because you, you, we had to get in trouble for it, but you were like, oh, my gosh. All right. I, let me just say this. I don't know that I can pick a particular time, <laughs> um, but there was a few times I could think of over the last several years where, where after I had to talk with you all and it was something serious where I had to close the door after you left and just <laughs> chuckled because um, there was a part of me that's wow that really was kind of funny but that was really inappropriate in this exact moment so I, I think that I most often I would say and I think I've told you both this before I again I haven't Malachi's not been in trouble to the point where he's had to talk with me so I, I can't put him in this category although I, I, I can tell already um, I'll, I'll laugh at things he does and says in the future uh -oh. but I think I have told you both before that I've I've enjoyed those experiences, even some of the most complicated ones, because I've, I've, I've either seen something that was kind of a light bulb going on saying, yeah, I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and I've seen, <laughs> wow, that was really, that was really creative uh, in that exact <laughs> moment. It's just not creative in a way that was helpful. And, and that might've mm -hmm. worked somewhere else at a different time in a different place, but it didn't. It just didn't work here. So you've always left me with this idea um, that that you're you're all very talented when it comes to the really good things about spontaneity and humor, um, and in a lot of ways encouragement because you're also the center of a lot of really good good student life things that happen at CCS. There, there. To, to summarize this, as if it's all been about you getting in trouble. Wouldn't, would not be fair or appropriate. But I think it's in the context, at least how I've experienced it often, was to make CCS a more joyful place. Now, sometimes that's to poke fun, um, and that's okay. Um, but uh, there was a several experiences where I, I had to step back and chuckle a second or cover up my face while I was also saying, you can't do that in this place at this time ever again. Mm -hmm. um, but does that answer your question? Yeah. At least uh, for the most part. Uh -huh.
Well, let me let me close by saying this. I, I think um, this this type of conversation to me with students at CCS is is part of the joy I have um, as being a part of CCS because we we get to both talk in positive ways about complicated hard things while also recognizing in the midst of sometimes us scratching our head and saying, why did you do that? We can also see the glory of God represented in the distinctive ways that he's made you. And and I want you to hear me say, I, I think that the Barch podcast is good, not only for students. I think it is. It's good for people your age. It's also good for us as adults. So I'm hoping that the adults uh, that are listening to this hear me say how important it is to listen to the voice of young people who have the ability to reflect back to us what's working and what's not working. And sometimes they'll be wrong, but sometimes they'll be right. And there's things we can learn. Um, And over these years of, of both the things I can laugh about and scratch my head and maybe sometimes be frustrated about, I've learned from y'all. Malachi, I look forward to learning from you more because because these other two will be graduated in in almost an instant. Uh, but this is the privilege of of being with and being in spaces that young people are in every day as we get to see this happen. So I appreciate y'all. Appreciate you coming on this podcast and spending 30 minutes with me. And I appreciate the Barch podcast, and I'd really encourage you all to listen to it. And you can find it oh, yeah. anywhere you find your podcasts. Get us you, to 20. 20,000 listeners. There you go. That would be great. That would be great. We're not having a competition because I don't, I don't think I can keep up with you. All right, guys, thanks for hanging out with me. This was great. Uh, For the rest of you, thanks for listening. Have a great day.